Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. We're, ca- we're uh, talking downtown Greens this morning. Uh, Janet Deberly is here from, from downtown Greens, and we have to really welcome back yes. Janet that uh, we the, the the person here the, the person you have brought along with you uh, a special guest star a special guest star who used to come <laughs> in here what four years ago was the was her last appearance yes. with the Central Rappahannock Regional Library, but she's here with Downtown Greens today. She needs like an, a bigger introduction than I can give. I you know she is a legend <laughs> among the library community and at Downtown Greens. She is actually president of the board at Downtown Greens, so she is. You know, fearless leader, and I have to watch what I say because she's technically your boss. My boss. That's <laughs> right. Which but makes yes, these... Christy Herneman, welcome to the studio. Well, thank you, thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be back on Town Talk, Christy. It is so good to have you back. I mean, I can remember, I can remember your so many of your of your library shows, that, and um, because you were you were involved, wasn't it the comic? the curl con yes curl con wasn't that your thing yes yeah we uh i started that oh gosh i don't even know how many years ago that was <laughs> maybe like eight or so 20, um and they're still and doing it yeah. yeah they're still having the comic con i know it went uh virtual for a few years during covid but you were the one though back. you're the one though who had the most passion of anybody who's come in and talk talked about it i mean it was that was your thing and that's what i always whenever i see you i think of uh, that 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 one event <laughs> which is so strange because i'm not like a comic con type of person but you got it you you yes. established it and saw that the, that that world was so invested in that right yes people absolutely love all their different fandoms um and so we just saw that and i mean we have all of those things at the library so we just went and ran with it and it was so popular so you were in here many times with the Central Rappahannock Regional Library. What, what got you involved with Downtown Greens? Um, so I have, just over the years, I've really become a pat. So I love education. Uh, you know, working at the library, it's all about education. And I've also become like a really big passionate advocate for native plants. And so I love how Downtown Greens has that education component and it has, um, you know, getting outside and native plants. So uh, Janet really introduced me to downtown greens and i joined the board and it's just been a wonderful experience being able to help shape the direction of downtown greens you know talk native plants i've done some education programs for downtown greens um, regarding native plants and just kind of growing uh different flowers and vegetables have native plants become a thing lately? Because I've talked more about native plants, I think, in the last year than I ever have in, in, in previous years. Anne Little and I are always talking about native plants with Tree Fredericksburg, and, and native plants are big with downtown greens. I just hear a lot about it, more so than I ever remember. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, because you have a lot of invasive plants that have really been taking over, and when you have those invasive plants, then that means you don't have those plants that are necessary to create our pollinators. So when you get rid of all the milkweed, you will no longer have monarch butterflies. Um, when you have Tree of Heaven, which is a horribly, horribly invasive plant, you get the spotted lantern flies. Um, hmm. That's their preferred host plant. 
And those spotted lanternflies are slowly making their way down yeah. to our area. Yeah. Also, with invasive plants, if they are crowding out your natives, um, they are either not providing food for our native wildlife and insects, or they are providing food that can harm them or just simply does not have the nutrients they need. So even though they can eat certain berries on certain plants that are invasive, uh, they're not getting the nutrients they need, and therefore they you know, don't thrive and don't live as long. So it really is important to start replacing invasive plants and non-native plants with native plants. Um, but hopefully, hopefully it is becoming very trendy. Like I, I will talk until I'm blue in the face about invasive and natives. And so hopefully, yes, it's becoming super trendy. <laughs> no, uh, the other person, Alexis with uh, Rappanic Adult Activities and I have talked about native plants nice. a lot too. And we've talked, the one thing you, you hear about is like, like you mentioned, Christy, some of these, some of these insects and things change. And then the birds can be affected mm-hmm. big time. Right. Uh, for example, like Nandina is super, super popular. Um, however, those berries are incredibly toxic. So mm. while birds typically will not go and eat Nandina berries, like it's very, very rare for them to, but it has been documented that birds have eaten those Nandina berries and then they die because yeah. they're toxic. So while, you, you know, the Nandina might be pretty, they're actually, absolutely no wildlife value for them. Correct. And, you know, our native wildlife, you know, did not grow up and did not evolve with these plants, which is why they can't recognize them as poison or as non-nutritionist for them. Nutritionative? I don't know the word. You're the librarian, Christy. What's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Non-nutritious? Yeah, that works. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so it really is important to uh, protect our wildlife. And it's a, a full food web. So as soon as you start you know, messing with the plants and which messes with the insects and the birds, which messes with the, you know, the possums, which messes with the deer, you know, like it just goes in a full web and it's all connected. So it really does start with the plants. So look for, look, look for natives. Yes. When, when, when you can, and you are seeing it more and more and you're seeing things identified as natives. Yeah. More and, more. and if you ever have any questions about natives or invasives, you're always welcome to contact down, downtown greens, uh, you can email us, you can call us, and we will make sure to get back with you about any answers you need about natives and invasive plants. The uh, Giving Day is coming up on Tuesday. We're going to talk about that. That's a big day for yes. Downtown Greens and, um, and, and many others, but uh, we'll focus in on Downtown Greens this morning and a Giving Day on Tuesday, the uh, the 28th. Janet Deverly and Christine uh, Herneman here this morning with uh, Downtown Greens. More on News Talk 1230 WFPA. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Christy Herneman and Janet Dubberly here this morning from Downtown Greens. Downtowngreens.org to get to all kinds of information. Also a great Facebook page. And uh, Janet and I do frequent videos we Which I must say, Janet, I'll just say it because we're all, you and me are thinking it. They're really good. They're really good. We make a great team. We do. We talk back and forth. We have one, there's one out that when I was uh, put up on the weekend about uh, getting rid or not getting rid of dead plants in your yard. Right. Don't it was tidy up your yard. Fascinating because I, I do that. Yeah. A lot of people do. And, you know, there also can be a line drawn between, like, you know, you want your front yard to look tidy. But in the mm-hmm. backyard, if you can let your dead plants stay there and house the insects that I keep bringing up, <laughs> um, that would really help our ecosystem and our insect population. Just leaving the dead leaves behind, leaving the dead plants behind because they live in the stems, mm-hmm. and waiting until spring before you get rid of them. 
So it's a great video and talks about 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 all of that. And we have done a number of yeah number of videos. So. Yeah, it's really fun. And you know, we make a wonderful team, so they we all do. turn out to be awesome. They do. They're 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 <laughs> very good. You'll you you will learn something if if, if you check them out. Uh, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, the twenty eighth, it is Giving Day. Correct. That's a big that's a big big moment for a lot of nonprofits, yes. but to, for Downtown Greens, there's a lot of things going on in Downtown Greens. Yes. Yeah, so a week from today, on Tuesday, the twenty eighth, it is Giving Tuesday, which is always the second Tuesday or the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Um, and Giving Tuesday, if you're not familiar with it, it is a global generosity movement that is there to unleash the power of radical generosity. Um, and what that really means, uh, in a nutshell, is that it's a good time for you to support your local nonprofits and your favorite nonprofits and, you know, donate your money before the end of the year. So it's tax deductible for this year. Um, so, so they can continue to do what they do. And for this Giving Tuesday at Downtown Greens, we are asking everybody to get outside. Get outside for Giving Tuesday because outside is where everything cool happens outside is where mm -hmm. we record our awesome videos about mm -hmm. gardens outside is where we teach children um, outside is where we teach the adults outside is where you really find nature and um, you know just getting outside is not only good for your health physically but also good for your mental health so that's what we want you to do this Tuesday this giving Tuesday is to get outside and you know of course while you're out there if you want to consider donating to downtown greens uh, we do have some excellent incentives and uh, your donations help us continue to do what we do, which is so important for our community. You do have some 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 great incentives, starting with the the bumper sticker yes. "I Break for Pollinators." Yes, so we have this is an exclusive bumper sticker, one of a kind. Uh, you can only get it by donating on Giving Tuesday. It was designed by Joelle Kathleen from Joelle Kathleen Studios. She is an extremely talented and amazing artist. And so for every donation of $25 or more on Giving Tuesday, um, you will get the I Break for Pollinators bumper sticker. And it's a really great bumper sticker. You can check it out by going to, to our website, mm -hmm. downtowngreats.org, or checking out our Facebook or Instagram pages. But it's an excellent incentive. And you know, if you're feeling very generous, um, all donations of $1,000 or more will actually sign you up for a private two-hour painting workshop with Joelle Kathleen herself. So you can mm. learn the tricks of the trade, see what she does. Um, and, of course, you also get the bumper sticker. <laughs> This is a big day, and, and 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 Christy, I know that I mean downtown greens, and we'll we'll talk about a lot of these programs as we go along this morning. But uh, there are some really exciting things happening, and, and and people that can get involved financially with downtown greens can helps ensure that the stuff continues. Right. So we are actually just in the very very. Um end stages of completely paying off our two, I think it was $2.4 million yes. um, for 56 acres in the city of Fredericksburg. Which is so exciting. I know. It's absolutely crazy. You know, you drive around and I ha I've had people say to me, there's 56 acres of land in Fredericksburg? Where is that? Um, so it's farmland. It's wetlands. Uh, we were just out there for a bird walk with... Mm. Um, Ren and Sparrow, Lisa, yeah. Lisa from Ren and Sparrow. Uh, we have a lot of programs kind of coming up that are on the new land, which is in the industrial park area right next to Brayhead Farm. So all of the donations that we get for Giving Tuesday will help us, you know, in our 
in our um, support of not only the new land, but our historic campus in downtown Fredericksburg yeah. as well. Yeah. No, it, the, the the new land is really exciting. The, the, yeah. The, uh, we, we've uh, done a number of, of programs talking about that, and, I, and I've been out there a, a bunch of times, and... Uh, it's just endless. The, the all the all the various things that are going to happen there at that are, land. It is some of the last working farmland in the city of Fredericksburg. Um, it has old growth forest. It has wetlands. It has vernal pools. Uh, we have had several Mary Washington cl- students come out and start, you know, testing the water. We've mm-hmm. had friends of the Rappahannock come out and plant 810 native. Food bearing trees. That's in a. That's so exciting that yes. that area because when you first got the land, I remember hearing about it and seeing those trees planted and seeing them all there. Mm-hmm. It's really something. Yeah. So they all bear food, fruit or nuts of some sort, and they are all native and they are working actually as a riparian buffer um, to really help the water quality in one of like the stream that we have on the land mm-hmm. feeds into Deep Run. Um, so it really is important to have that there. And if you want to come and check out the new land, uh, we do have a tour coming up on December 16th at 11 a.m. It's a Saturday. There's no sign-up required. You can just show up to 1360 Bellman Road, and it's 22401. Um, and I'll be standing there waving, and I'll take you on a walk. We had a walk this last week. We saw marbled salamanders. We saw reishi mushrooms. We saw all kinds of native plants um and you know we got to check out the trees where they're planted and talk to the adam lynch who was the one that spearheaded and planned all that and it really is an excellent walk um especially if you're into nature and if you're into yeah. looking at things like that oh it's 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 just a great it's a great site yeah and you you see so much and you just think of over the, over the years all the all the plans that that are 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 in in the works for that yeah. whether it's whether it's helping students or just so many so many so many parts of of the of the community will be able to be involved with this yeah we have a lot of plans for the future of this land but i mean i think the most important thing right now is that as of about 3 weeks ago this land was officially put under conservation easement, which means that this land is protected forever and ever and ever. It will not be developed. It will stay a natural area um, for the community to use, for students to learn on, for people to take walks on, for people to come and learn about agriculture on. And we are just so excited that happened and so proud that we've been able to put that under conservation. So between that and our downtown campus, we now have 58.8 acres in the city of Fredericksburg, mm. which is only 10 square miles. Um, and all of that has been put under conservation, so it is protected. City Council did that, and that, that is mm-hmm. a really a, a, a significant step. And, and, and like you said, Christy, you, you are getting... You're getting closer to actually having the whole thing paid off, which is really exciting. Right. We should have it. We will have it paid off by the end of the year. Um, We get tax credits from the state for putting it under conservation Mm -hmm. easement. So it's just a matter of getting those sold and then getting that money in and then transferring that over um, to pay off the rest of the $2.4 million. We just had so much support from the community. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we raised about a million dollars in four months just from the community members. Mm-hmm. So I think that shows how important the city of Fredericksburg and the surrounding areas really view 
uh, preserving this land is. Um, and I'll just have to say, you know, the city council, they were absolutely amazing. They were so supportive um, in changing the comprehensive plan to allow for that open space uh, conservation easement because without their support we wouldn't have been able to do this now there's there's you think of all the things that could have been there and there were some things being planned there that right. would have totally changed the 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 makeup of that land oh absolutely there had been um there's there was so much talk and basically all of that would have basically just paved over been in development mm, yeah that land yeah. um and like janet said we have that creek in the land and that's so important to make sure that you don't get runoff from you know pavement going into that creek because that will just end up into the rappahannock eventually and you know that's not good for the water quality of the rappahannock one thing that i'm amazed about is it's so great to come here and see people using the Rappahannock River. Mm -hmm. Where I'm from, our river is so polluted that when my mm -hmm. brother, who's a biology teacher, was having students in there, the DNR, the Department of Natural Resource, was like, you really shouldn't be in here, even with your waders wow. on. So mm -hmm. I absolutely love how this community's, you know, rallying around the Rappahannock River. Yeah. We gotta have our otters back now. Yeah. I haven't seen any yet, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly we have our otters. <laughs> right. Now, but but again, this uh, I I I'm looking forward to because I was there when uh, when the um when the greenhouse over at Roxbury was disassembled <laughs> yes. and is eventually going to be reassembled over on the uh, on the new land. Yeah, hopefully. And that's like honestly one of the things I love about Downtown Greens and about Downtown Fredericksburg is that you know, we're going to put up that greenhouse. We'll be like, oh, yes, this was the greenhouse that used to be at Roxbury. Right. You know, like, I love how everybody bands together to really make things happen and really helps each other. And it's really just a beautiful thing. And, you know, it conserves resources, too, which is awesome. So this is the 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 uh, the land has been the has been the big has been the big focus, just mm -hmm. being able to acquire it and, yeah. and, and pay for it to have that paid off will just everything will then everything really can start right absolutely yeah and it has been our main focus um but i really love how the staff at downtown greens you know despite all this whirlwind of the new land they've really been holding it down at the downtown campus as well and oh totally to do the youth farm program and the garden sprouts program uh the free fridge we do, you know, as many adult education classes as we can muster, and everybody just bands together to make it happen. Um, so e even though this land has been, you know, our main focus for the last couple of years, you know, hasn't it, slowed down. It hasn't what, slowed what, us down. What, yeah, bit. what downtown greens does. Yeah, because yeah, I wondered too. I wondered with with so much focus, you're going to be able to do as mu many programs, and I, you would not even know. No, we just kept soldiering on. <laughs> no, and it's been really fun, and it really helps that everybody. Uh, involved with downtown greens it's their passion to not only um, help conserve the land we have and to nurture nature um, but also to teach others to do the same to teach them you know from the ages of four and five when they're in head start in the garden sprouts program all the way to when they're you know in their 70s coming mm -hmm. by for a gardening class or anything like that so everybody gets to learn about why it's so important to be outside and why it's so important to protect our outdoors. So please get involved with Giving Tuesday. Whatever yes. you can give, whatever yes. you can give will will be used. Yes, Absolutely. every cent. And we actually have it uh, broken down a bit. So if you were to give $25, 
um, on Giving Tuesday or on any day for that matter, that actually covers 250 square feet of the conserved 58.8 acres for one whole year. So that covers, you know, if you donate $500, that covers yeah. 5,000 square feet of that preserved land for one year and helps us do what we do. How interesting that you've done, you've been able to figure it out to that to that level. Christy figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, spreadsheets. <laughs> that really is a cool way to do it, though. Right. I think that visual really it's helps visual. people, you know. Um I think so many people are so visual minded that we're like, so what is a way that we can make people understand that they are helping us to maintain this land? Yeah. And so, yeah. Thank you, spreadsheets. Yes. Every penny has an <laughs> impact for sure. I don't know that I've, I've, I've heard. I mean, that no one else is, that I know of has, has done that. So congratulations, Christy. Thank you. That, that, so again, it's, 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 uh, it's this Tuesday and just whatever you can do. Whatever yes. you can do, get involved. Yes, go to downtowngreens.org. And that's where you can learn way more about it and donate and uh, check out everything else we have going on. I have my I break for pollinator sticker, and it's my favorite. I don't want to put it on my car because right. it's my favorite. You have last year's sticker <laughs> by yeah. Pete oh, Morellowitz? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. No, you're going to get this year's yeah. sticker, too. Yeah, so yes, yes. But again, I don't want to – I just – I sort of – I want to just look at them. Right. I get it. Mine's on my fridge. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we'll make sure you get this one. So don't don't tell anybody. We'll make sure you get this one for free. <laughs> DowntownGreens.org, the website. Again, Giving Tuesday on Tuesday, the 28th. More coming up. We're going to talk about uh, some of the, the the upper and lower gardens and, uh, and, and other things going on with, uh, with Downtown Greens with Christy and Janet. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It is 830. From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFVA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. We are talking Downtown Greens, and again, Giving Tuesday, the 28th. Remember Downtown Greens, downtowngreens.org, the website for all kinds of information. You'll see what you can give and what you can get, and uh, just just learn about the, uh, the the work of Downtown Greens. So, the work of Downtown Greens. I know the, the very first time I came over there, I had a very different thought of what Downtown Greens was than right. what it really is, because there's an upper and a lower garden, and I'll let you guys describe what yeah. what downtown greens is because it's really it's it's way more educational than i ever right. could have imagined right we i mean we're kind of like the best kept secret in fredericksburg we've been here for about 28 years almost uh we are at 206 charles street so if you've ever driven by the big gray house with the huge purple flowers painted on it that that's is us. that's downtown greens <laughs> yeah we do have two gardens one you can see when you drive by it's kind of across the street caddy corner to the office. Uh, we call it the upper garden because it's higher up on the hill and we're very creative with naming things. <laughs> um, and that is definitely more of a food garden. We have a lot of food bearing trees. Uh, that is where our education garden is, which is a um, food production garden where we teach the youth farm program and other programs as well. Um, and then we also have the take what you need garden, which is a garden that we plant with vegetables for the community, any community members that uh, are you know find the vegetables appealing or need a little boost to their 
pantry can come by and harvest their own tomatoes or cucumbers or whatever we have growing in that. Um, and the upper garden was actually the second garden we acquired. So 28 years ago, um, it was actually the lower garden, which is behind the building that you can't see from the road, that was first started by Laura Shepard um, and Lisa Beaver. They um, just went out there. At the time, it was a bunch of empty lots mm -hmm. that people owned but didn't have access to. So they kind of had filled up with trash and like old washing machines and things like that. Um, and they got out there with the help of their friends and really cleaned the place up, started landscaping it a little bit, and slowly acquired each of the plots down in the lower garden. And it's, you know, that's definitely more of a pleasure garden, more of a landscaped garden. Um, it's a beautiful place to go in the city, a nice green space to go in the middle of, you know, downtown Fredericksburg. Um, and so that was established first. And then I think it was in 1998 that the upper garden was then purchased at an auction. And that, that became definitely more of a food garden. It's much more visible. A lot of more kids are playing in that garden. Um, and so we really just really lucked out with having people that were so passionate about it to establish this place and get more land. And the community has been so supportive that we've been able to plant all these things and provide all these you know, different types of food. Like you can come at any time of year practically and find something like grapes or plums or mm -hmm. nuts, you know, growing in the upper garden. And it's really fascinating and a great thing to be a part of too. And what I love about the upper garden is I have grown food at my house, not always successfully, but I have grown it. And I go to the upper garden and I'm like, what is this? Like this year it was the amaranth. It's, mm -hmm. it's gigantic. And I've never seen it before. I've like, you know, heard about it. I've never actually seen it growing. So, you know, if you stop by, you can see, you know, what does what does cabbage look like in the ground? Yeah. Because we're all used to just going to the grocery store and like, you know, getting our cabbage or, um, you know, getting our different types of vegetables. And it's just really it's so different when it's growing in the ground and just seeing it. Right. So and p far more nutritive, nutritious, <laughs> nutritious. <laughs> we definitely need Christy here, right, Janet, for you, just to be able to say what the word right. is. Right, I want to say all the big words, but I just don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> but that is really true, Christy, about you know things like. You know, any anything. Just, just sometimes we we don't know what they look like. Right, and I think you know a lot. It was really interesting. I was looking up these statistics, but it said I think between four for kids who are between four and eight, about fifteen percent get the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting. So you show them a potato, kids, and they might not even know what it is Often. they're used to french fries they're used to potato chips they know what potatoes are right but they've never truly seen one or to know that you dig them out of the ground yeah. right and also the more that if you plant something you're more likely to try it and the more often you try fruits and vegetables the more likely you are to actually enjoy them yeah and our uh, youth education team beth and kalila they're amazing and they will when they start a program for a year like garden sprouts or the youth farm program they will have the children try to taste all these vegetables they'll be like okay who wants to taste this vegetable who wants to taste and you know if they can get the child to taste a vegetable nine times out of ten the child does not like that vegetable 
Um, but then at the end of the season, you know, several months later, when they have shown the children how to grow carrots and then the children get to pull the carrot out of the ground and see that, oh, my gosh, there was a whole carrot growing underground uh, and just little things like that. By the end of it, they try the same taste test again. And it is overwhelming how much more the children not only are willing to try new things and try new vegetables, but also enjoy these things because they grew a radish and they ate that radish and now they like radishes. You know, I need this program for my mom. She does not like vegetables. <laughs> it's never too late. I know it's not. <laughs> but you sure. mentioned radishes and that was just going to say that was me helping my mom plant radishes as a kid. And now I like them. Nice. Most yeah. people don't. People will be like, "Oh, you know, they're too, you know, they're too hot." Or, right. But, but because I was the one who helped plant them and water them and then take them out of the ground, I that was my right. that was my that was my plant. And a radish that you eat that has been plucked from the ground, like within the hour, is Isn't a different that, thing. Yes, a it in is. Store. Yeah, it's much carrots too. Carrots. You just go pull it out of the ground. You know, right. Take a little bit of the dirt off and eat it, right. even with some of the dirt on it. Yeah, delicious. Asparagus popped straight from the ground and oh, had yeah. raw. It's it's delicious. I mean, I've, honestly, we could just list every single vegetable and be like, <laughs> we and could. This vegetable's better fresh. Yeah, this fresh, but yeah, it's true. A, a very different when you harvest it directly and eat it. Then yeah, I don't like asparagus, but I'm growing a bunch of asparagus at my house to uh, either prove Janet right or wrong. You'll like it. it. <laughs> You'll like it. You will. Yeah, uh, raw asparagus straight from the ground com tastes completely different than cooked asparagus. Like oh, it, it doesn't totally. taste like asparagus at all. It's the texture like, is so different too. Yes, it's like crispy mm -hmm. and like almost nutty. It's delicious. Not mushy. Not mushy. <laughs> <laughs> and you have so many programs for kids. Yes. And that's really the great the, the one one of the other great components of, uh, of downtown greens of whether you're working with the schools or also just programs people can sign up for. Yeah, we have uh, we have been working with Stafford Junction Junction recently, trying to um, involve them more in the gardens, reaching out even further than we have in the past to reach out to even more children. Now that you know we are growing physically, we need to grow our our fan base and <laughs> all the the <laughs> folks. You know, we want to reach out to folks in Stafford and folks in Spotsylvania mm -hmm. and King George, and really, you know, show them that we are here and we are just can't wait to teach them everything we know about gardening about nature about you know conservation just everything and we are really excited well and you talk about what you learn in in the upper garden at the lower garden it's it's especially i mean not so much this time of year but dur during the spring and summer and fall it's a great place if you just want to just chill out right and even in the winter it has a, a lovely piece to it you know you're right there's not a bunch of flowers blooming at the time it's a beautiful place to be we have some really excellent hardscaping structures that are really fun to look at um and you know there's just a bunch of stuff down there to learn about um and to look at we've had you know people get married in the lower garden. We, we didn't even know it was happening we would just come down there and we so <laughs> witnessed a wedding you know at the stone circle you know, we've had pastors come to write their sermons. You know, just people come there that live in the city and are yeah. looking for, you know, a place to find a little bit of peace outside. And that's a great place to do that. And in such a natural setting, I think a yeah. lot of times, you know, we have these <clears throat> sterile lawns, you know, mm -hmm. um, kids aren't used, you know, a bee 
oh my goodness, a bee, it's gonna get me, gotta run away. But like bees are bees are good. We need bees right. mm-hmm. and wasps. Thank you. I'm gonna throw that in for Janet. Janet Thank loves you. wasps. I, I run PR for wasps. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I will. I will go on and on. So wasps, you know, everybody. Well, there's nothing know, they, good about a wasp. Oh, they're oh, they're they're oh, angry. Oh, Ted, that's, them be this fighting is a words. Teachable moment. <laughs> Teach me here. I I so, did not know this. I mean, I just think wasps. Whenever right. I see one, it's just they're wicked, right? Yeah, everybody right. believes the same thing. Um, what's really fascinating is that you know people love bees because we all know bees are great pollinators. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasps are just as good at pollinating and just as important at pollinating as bees. But not only that, wasps are also predators of pests. So an adult wasp only eats pollen and nectar from the flower. So it is pollinating our plants just as much as bees. Yeah. But their young only eat insects and spiders. And some of the adults do eat insects as well. So not only are they pollinating, but they are eating the cabbage worms, eating the tomato hornworms. They are peristicizing them. They are like laying their eggs in them um you know I, I i get really fascinated once it gets really <laughs> creepy so but uh yeah wasps are actually i would say wasps are more important than bees and at the end of the day wasps are the ancestors of bees bees are wasps that went vegetarian so i'll put that out there wasps are here first ants are wasps that lost their wings like wasps are the the original the og and they're just as important as bees they don't make honey but only honeybees make honey. So, you know, they're they're just as important, if not more important, than bees. Christy, you knew how to just wind her up. <laughs> I did. I did. And I hear knew. all the time about wasps and how great wasps are. <laughs> I tried to tell my husband that after he got stung by a wasp. Right. Right. <laughs> to me, they're, they're bees with an attitude. I mean, you know, they don't suffer fools gladly. That's, yeah. that's the truth. Like you. <laughs> just like me. I really admire them for that. <laughs> Um, but they're actually not nearly as aggressive as a lot of people feel they are, you know, because when your first reaction to something is to swat at it, that thing then thinks it's in danger. Um, so it protects itself the only way it knows how to. So at the end of the day, when you see a wasp, if you don't swat at it or, try, you know, if you don't try to hold it in your hand or hold it up against you, <laughs> you're you're absolutely fine. Um, and actually, we learned, like, as humans, we learned how to make paper from watching wasps, from watching paper wasps. So, like, and there's, like, you know, we are studying them for cures to cancer. We are studying them for cures, to, you know, for anti-venoms. Like, they just are the most amazing creatures, and they are so underappreciated. <laughs> I'm so glad we got to turn this show into the wasp show. Yes, I was going to say, I can see in the spring that we need to have a wasp show so you yes. can, you know, get to know your really? yeah. local wasps. I would, you know, that would be a dream come true for me. We will, we will, we Janet, for you, I, I will do it. But I got, I got stung the other day with one. I was, I'm in the car taking, just at the light and just taking a jacket off, and yeah. it was, it was in my jacket and just. Yeah, it must have been terrified. As, it, you know, I was angry. Well, yes, but can you imagine how the wasp felt? That's, that's what I'm Teaching moment. That's what uh, we've, yes. we've we've had here. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this will be a to be continued because yeah. we definitely need to. I I've never met someone who was so pro wasp as Me you. Me neither. Honestly, I'm the only one I know. <laughs> How did this develop? I've always loved an underdog. Um, honestly, I had um some paper wasps building a nest 
in the window where I work, <laughs> right, right beside Wouldn't where I Wouldn't you want, I mean, more, most people would just want to get rid of that immediately. I, you know, I did. I got rid of it once and they came back and oh, rebuilt they came it. Back. So I got rid of it again and they came back and rebuilt it. I got rid of it a third time and watched them coming back thinking, ha, 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 suckers, I killed your home again. Um, and it was two wasps and I watched them and they like walked around where their house was and then they walked to each other and like embraced each other. And I know wasps are not humans and they probably were not <laughs> hugging, but to me it looked like they were like comforting each other over the third loss of their home. So after that, I just left it and I ended up watching them the whole year and they were absolutely fascinating. And the more I learn about them, the more I feel like they're really like, they don't deserve the reputation they have. Sometimes the show takes a direction you don't yeah, expect, yeah. and that's what's just <laughs> happened here. So uh, that that this this will be to be uh, a, a def. We we will we will definitely talk more. One of the great things that the Downtown Greens does do is Bee Week. Yeah. In July, I, it's mm-hmm. one of my. I mean, people have you know everybody gets excited about Shark Week. I get excited about Downtown Greens and Bee Week. Bee Week is fun. We dedicate a whole week to uh, bees, and it started because that was the week that we harvested. And I say we loosely. The man in charge of our bees harvested yeah. the honey from the honeybees and did a great video. I mean, it was a yeah. live video that didn't. It was it was interesting watching all of that happen. Yeah, he was super knowledgeable. Um, he still is super knowledgeable, Mike Costa. Um, and so, yeah, we just dedicated the whole week to teaching people about honeybees, which I will say honeybees, very popular because they do create honey, but they are not a native bee. They are a European bee. So, you know, when you hmm. love honeybees, make sure to also love our native bumblebees and our carpenter bees and our leaf cutter bees and our wasps. <laughs> I was waiting. I knew it was going to somehow get in there. Thank you, Christy. I did not know this about, about Janet. So... This, this has been enlightening this morning. Downtown Greens, downtowngreens.org. There's all kinds of, as you can tell, we have just, and we've just really touched on just a few of the, of, of the programs <laughs> or the, the knowledge in Janet's head over some of these things with, uh, with Downtown Greens. Giving Day is on Tuesday the 28th. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up this morning and talk again about Giving Day, how you can get involved and how important it would be for Downtown Greens. Christy Herneman and uh, Janet Dubberly here from Downtown Greens will conclude when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. It is Downtown Greens this morning. Uh, giving Day is on the 28th on Tuesday. And Janet Deverly, there's all kinds of ways you can get involved with Downtown Greens on Giving Tuesday. Yes, on Giving Tuesday, um, if you donate $25 or more, you can get the I Break for Pollinators bumper sticker, which is exclusive just for this Giving Tuesday for this year. It's a one-of-a-kind bumper sticker designed by Joelle Kathleen from Joelle Kathleen, Joelle Kathleen Studios. Um, and that is if you, you have to donate on Giving Tuesday to get this bumper sticker, which means that somewhere between 12 a.m. and 11.59 p.m. on Tuesday, November 28th, go to our website. Okay and donate and that's how you get the bumper sticker um and it's a really great great bumper sticker that she designed so we're really excited about that um and then if you decide to be very generous and want to give us a thousand dollars or more on giving tuesday um that will get you a two-hour one-on-one painting workshop with joelle kathleen which if you've never seen 
her stuff. She is an amazing artist. She Her studio is at Canal Street Quarters um, in downtown Fredericksburg, mm-hmm. and you can pop by and look at her stuff and see the kind of things she does. She's so talented. So a, a two-hour workshop with her, you know, you'll walk away like Michelangelo probably, I would say. Well – the the uh, Christy, uh, Christy Herneman the, uh, the 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 programs that we have talked about and we've really just talked about a few things whether it's the the land or just the programs mm-hmm. things you do for with, uh, with 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 kids or the uh, just all all kinds of things that, that go on at, at downtown greens there there really are a lot of things and um, getting involved you're really getting involved with the community here right uh downtown greens our programs are open to everybody and so you can help support those by giving um a financial donation on giving tuesday it's really you know the community we do get grants to help support us but it's the community who really allow us to go out into the community and bring these programs talk about nature talk about how to grow food um you know, it's the community that helps us do all of this. And we couldn't do it without the support from everyone yeah. in the community. It's for the community, by the community. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a new executive director. We do. Jim Skepmos. We adore Jim. Um, he started uh, October. Yes. Um, and he's been very, very busy, you know, getting all of our ducks in a row because uh, there are many ducks and they definitely need to be in a row. Be in a row, sure. <laughs> um, so we're really excited to have him uh, take on the leadership role at Downtown Greens. Um, and, you know, of course, he still trusts his staff, of course, to come out and represent Downtown Greens while he's doing all the grown-up work. I get to come and talk about wasps. <laughs> you do get to, and I appreciate you getting to talk about wasps because that was not an area I thought we would talk about today, yeah. and I'm glad we did. Yeah, but definitely um, – if you want to be involved at all in downtown greens, you can come to one of the new land tours. You can come to one of the bird walks or classes that we offer. You can come to our volunteer hours with no sign up at all uh, every Thursday at 3 p.m. till sunset and every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to noon. Just come to our 206 Charles Street location and uh, we will hand you a rake if you come soon because that is number one what's happening right now is a lot of raking. Um, but, yeah, it's a great way to not only support uh, downtown Greens and get involved, but also to get outside and be moving around. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had some gorgeous days. Oh, haven't we? Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a really excellent way to get out there and just really enjoy it and breathe fresh air. You know, even though you're downtown Fredericksburg and everything's very busy, you know, it's like a little moment of zen in your day to come on out and visit us. Well, and if you do nothing more on Giving Tuesday than just to give $25, that will help. But to get a, a I Break for Pollinator sticker mm-hmm. will make it worth it for you. Yes, Whether you put it on your car or on the fridge. Right. Christy Herneman, welcome back. Well, thank you, Ted. It's been great. I've missed you. I have missed you, too. So now that you're (laughs) tied in with Downtown Greens, you and Janet can come back anytime. Great. So we'll do this again. We'll talk about there's no getting rid of you, (laughs) and we'll talk more about wasps. Downtowngreens.org. Please get involved on Giving Tuesday. Thank you for coming in. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is it. Thank you for listening. See you in the morning.
Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the host and guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.